Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. I'm Olivia, your host, and on this podcast, we will talk about everything related to the journey to conceive, pregnancy, labor, birth, postpartum, parenthood, and beyond. This is a safe space where birth professionals, birthing people, expected parents, and partners can come on and share their knowledge or personal experiences with our listeners. The goal of this podcast is to create connections, share stories, information, and resources to educate and empower people in their own personal journey. Good morning, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Balance Birth and Beyond podcast. Today, I have a special friend here with me, Shirley. Shirley and I met before I was even pregnant, um, I believe, and we had met up a few times and just sat and talked about mom life and pregnancy and babies. Um, Shirley is a birth photographer, and she also does family photography as well. So, Shirley, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, so good to be here today. I um, I was telling Olivia that I'm kind of nervous because this is my first time doing this, so <laughs> excuse all the nervousness that you'll hear in my voice. Um, yeah, so um, I think you said it. I am a birth photographer. I also do family photography. Um, I have two boys. Um, a four-year-old and a nine-year-old, and I'm, mar- I'm married to a military person. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been doing birth photography for four years now, so it's been a bit of a, a long ride, I, I feel. Um, and um, what else should I tell about myself? Um, I... I love yoga pants. I could be in yoga pants every day. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Same. I can. Um, I can. I love to watch like um, what do you call the series like on the phone. The last one that I saw was like a really old one called The Good Wife. Um, so yeah, like when I say old, I think it was like two thousand two or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to do that and just watch reruns and um, entertain myself. And I really, really love to work with families. Um, I was a social worker at some point in my life for around 10 years mm-hmm. um so it comes very natural to me to work with families and and be able to help them in their journey into motherhood i think that's my my biggest passion right now yeah and i forgot to share too in our intro you actually took some photos for justin and i when i was pregnant with Tulula. so yeah so yeah, shirley has you're right oh, wait, wait, Shirley has seen like basically me evolve from not being pregnant to being pregnant and then to having Tallulah and I haven't met her yet but hopefully soon after this whole situation I know we were planning to and then all of this fun thing happened um so yeah Shirley and I have whenever we've sat and we've talked we've been able to just essentially talk for hours and we don't even realize how much time goes by um but today we're going to spend some time talking about Shirley's own story um and essentially like what led her into uh birth photography itself so do you want to share a bit about the births that you had with your boys or just one either one is totally fine um I'll I'll start with my oldest story because that definitely was what um pushed me into everything birth related okay um and i'll make it short and sweet 
and then I'll dive in a little bit more into my second son's birth, um, which was a home birth. Um, so yeah, so my oldest son, he's nine, nine now. He was born in 2000. Oh my God. <laughs> 2000. Oh shit. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> the language. Um, 2010. Oh my God. I'm the worst. Um, he was born in 2010. Um, at that moment in my life, I was honestly, I didn't know a lot about birth. Honestly, I didn't know anything about birth. Um, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm pregnant. What do I need to do? Okay, I need to go to a doctor. Okay, they'll tell, they'll tell me what to do, right? Um, so that's how I went the whole pregnancy. Um, I actually chose my OB by a, a recommendation from a friend of mine. It wasn't because I did research or anything like that. I was like, like was was he your doctor yes okay i'm gonna i'm gonna book with him that's it right um and my whole pregnancy was amazing but then 38 weeks arrived and my doctor was like um he was a due date in december Mm -hmm. so my doctor was like well you're 38 weeks you need to come next week so we can induce you and that was something that for some reason I already knew in my mind that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I really don't want to get induced. Uh, he's like, well, I'm going on vacation. So you need to be aware that I'm going to leave. And um, mind you, I, I have to be, I have to put a disclaimer. Uh, my son was born in Puerto Rico. So um, things in Puerto Rico are still a little bit behind when it comes to birth. Um so yeah so he tells me that and i'm like all right and he's like trying to persuade me using the words that oh i'm not gonna be at your birth it's probably gonna be another doctor and i'm like that's totally fine so 39 weeks arrived and i'm still pregnant as most first-time moms (laughs) but i had in my mind that this child was gonna come like either on his due date or before Mm -hmm. so as soon as 39 weeks started hitting I was like oh oh this baby's not coming um and I remember I was getting very overwhelmed at work so basically what ended up happening was that I accepted the induction mm-hmm. um he I was about 40 weeks and two days um and he told me, just go to the emergency room and tell them that you're in labor. This was like the, a whole very dramatic story, the way that it happened. And I, I, at that point, I was like, okay, this is normal. I'm, I'm guessing that every doctor does this. But then I'm like, after I have my son, I'm like, this is not normal. Why did he ask me to go to the ER when I was not in labor? I was not like, I didn't feel anything. So... I ended up going to the ER and they started the induction process. Um, and it, it, it was about, um, from the beginning, from like the first intervention up until, um, the baby was born, it was about 18 hours. So I consider that pretty fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I consider that pretty fast cause I was like, not dilated, not, not a face, not nothing. I'm li- literally like you and me are right now just chatting away. Mm-hmm. This is how I was. And I was 40 weeks. So I wasn't feeling anything. 
So to go from zero to baby in arms in 18 hours, I feel that that's kind of pretty quick. But <laughs> it didn't feel quick. <laughs> um, it felt like a roller coaster. <laughs> um, one of the worst parts of my labor and birth experience um, was that in Puerto Rico, they don't allow you to move from your bed. At so all? You have to be stuck at all. Oh yeah. As soon my. as they put the um IV? what do you call it? The, the IV? IV in, you need to be in bed. Um, so I would tell my husband, then boyfriend, to kind of watch out for the nurses because I was gonna do squats next to the bed and like move around because I just couldn't I couldn't handle it. All of my labor was back labor so imagine back labor in your back because they didn't allow me even to move to my side so you can imagine so that is insane very traumatic that's insane i'm so sorry crazy um yeah and then for the beginning of the induction they didn't allow my husband in um I was alone for like the first nine hours up until it was like nine in the morning and then they would allow people in or my husband and, or my boyfriend or whatever. Um, so it was really a roller coaster of emotions, as you might imagine. Um, thankfully, as soon as I started to feel pushy, um, when I say pushy, I mean like I felt that I needed to push mm -hmm. and there was nobody around there was no nurses at that point i was scared um because i was feeling like my body needed to push and there was nobody around and my husband was like just start pushing and i'm like all right i'm gonna start pushing <laughs> at this point um i was scared and we were trying to get the nurses and, and we got the nurses and funny enough they don't they don't allow you to birth at the same um room they have like a special delivery room so they were like carrying me to the other room and in, in a table for me to give birth in this other room and i'm already pushing as i'm like in the in the little bed moving to the other room the doctor is nowhere to be found um and this baby just came out 30 minutes after my first push so he, i was like i was like focus this child needs to get out of me <laughs> um one of the things that is very different in puerto rico is that they if you want an epidural it's uh pay out of pocket Oh my goodness. Um, no insurance pays for epidurals so they basically honestly they don't give you the option of an epidural they tell you you can get um demerol which is like uh which i got it and it was horrible because i would wake up in the middle of a contraction and then i would literally just be drugged up and then i would wake up again and i was in the middle of a contraction so it was it didn't give you time to kind of breathe in between of those contractions. Um, so yeah, so they say they basically offer you do it natural or you get a C-section. They don't give you um, anything in between that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides the drugs. Right. Um, so yeah, so over, overall, um, it was it was an overwhelming and um to some point a traumatic birth experience i'm glad that my baby was born i'm glad that the doctor wasn't there that the nurse was yeah the actual one that um 
yeah, that caught the baby. Um, my husband was actually getting gloves on to be ready to <laughs> to get the baby, but I was, I was again, I was first time mom. I was scared. Um, I was telling, I was telling him, no, get somebody because he was literally just prepping himself, and I'm like, no. At this point in my life, I would have been like, leave them over there. You catch the baby. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point, <laughs> at that point, I was like, oh, hell no. You need to, yeah, no, get somebody. So, yeah, the nurse came in. Um, she cut the cord with, like, when the placenta was still inside of me. She got all like drenched in the blood it was just a crazy experience oh, as you might imagine my. i think she was nervous because she was alone and the doctor wasn't there and the doctor got there about probably about 15 minutes after the baby was born um again i'm really glad that he wasn't there i feel that he was gonna be one of those doctors that he was gonna end up do doing an episiotomy or something yeah um so uh, to some extent, I'm grateful that he kept doing what he was doing as compared to me in right. the room. Um, but it was a very, very overwhelming experience. Um, I wouldn't change it because it was still my first experience. But I, I feel that I would, I should have like researched a little bit more, not just like the hospital practices, but my my own doctor's practices, right? Yeah. Um, but you knew a lot so, more yeah. about induction and waiting than most people know. To like to your credit, yeah. so yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like I've talked to Thank a lot you. of people. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people who they said the same thing. They're like, I had no idea what it was like going into birth. I had no idea. Granted, obviously, as a first time mom, we don't know what to expect in terms of like how mm. it's going to feel or how long it's going to take. Yep. Um, but. I think, like you said, spending the time and realizing, like, now or even after your first birth, things that you would have changed or done differently, it's, like, the more you know, the better. Like, it's it's yeah. hard to to not beat yourself up about things, but you didn't know those things going into it. I did not. So... I didn't know up until probably, like, six months after I had my son. As you probably know, and a lot of moms do... I was bre well. I was breastfeeding, so I was in, um, awake in the middle of the night, and mm -hmm. I would go into Facebook and to um, this motherhood group that would talk about breastfeeding and like um, and like natural birth, and I would start reading their stories, and I was like, oh, mine was very different, and that's when I started to realize that my story and my birth was just kind of like. A little bit crazy right mm -hmm. so that actually made me to start research birth um start getting very very interested in everything birth related that's when my passion for birth photography actually started not as a photographer itself but as somebody that would just enjoy watching yeah. um birth images I was just like wow this is amazing the first first birth that I got to see was my cousin's birth she had a home birth and at that point I was like she's crazy what are you doing why are you giving birth at home there are hospitals there's <laughs> and and I was just like what are you doing um but then 
I saw her birth images and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And she actually gave birth. Her daughter is about a month older, um, younger than my son. So they're really close in age. So we were kind of like, you know, side by side um, doing this all whole motherhood and she was very very different to the type of mentality that I had like she was using cloth diapers I was like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) what cloth diapers oh my god you're crazy um and of course I did all of this with my second child (laughs) (laughs) but I remember it so clearly the first birth images that I saw and that was just like and then that kind of draw me into like searching for other birth images and um I heard about this other birth photographer in Texas and I've been following her for years now her name is Leilani Rogers um I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly but anyways (laughs) um yeah and then that just started my my love for just enjoying birth images in itself um so that definitely that experience brought me into my home birth choice and I actually chose to have a home birth way before I chose to have another child I said at around when my oldest was probably around three years old if I ever have another baby which at that point I did not want to have another baby (laughs) (laughs) if I ever have another baby I'm definitely gonna have a home birth and I started I was in here in Massachusetts and I started researching midwives and home birth midwives um yeah and then so that was um what year i don't even remember um then um i moved to north carolina my husband like i said he was in the military and um he was stationed in north carolina um so my oldest was four at that point and then we decided to have another little one um so the first thing that i did like a suit like i literally peed on this thing And I was like calling the midwife, which I had already researched. I was like, okay, there's one home birth midwife in Jacksonville or that covers the Jacksonville, North Carolina area. I'm going to call her like literally, I think I was like two weeks pregnant, not not two weeks, five weeks pregnant. I called her. I didn't tell anybody in my family. Nobody knew. And I was calling her, making my appointment. Um, And sadly, uh, we lost that pregnancy um, at around six weeks. Yeah, oh after we had, well, after we scheduled the appointment. I'm so um, sorry. So I had to like, yeah, I it was it that. was a very, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was around six weeks pregnant, and it's one of those things that at the beginning you're kind of like, oh, okay, we're pregnant. Let's not get too excited, but then. You tell certain people, actually, the first person that learned about it was a friend of my husband that went to our house and he saw the prenatals and he learned that I was pregnant because he saw the um, prenatals. Nobody else knew. Um, And then we we lose the baby. Um, And um, uh, I lost my 
I'm going I'm going mentally to all those moments um I was working as a social worker for the Department of Social Services in North Carolina so that was um a very hard job to do and I started to lose the baby as I was working so I had to like take a few days off um so it was just a very roller coaster emotion because we were already starting to get excited um my son we had already told my son that he was expecting a little brother or sister and then we had to explain to him the whole other part of the story you know the baby is no longer here and whatnot so it was just yeah a roller coaster of emotions um crazy enough a month later i was pregnant again <laughs> oh my goodness i can't imagine feeling those all of that all at once like i'm getting emotional just sitting here talking yeah. to you about it i'm so sorry yeah. that that happened no it's okay it's it's part of those um life experiences that teach you a lot and that um make you stronger to some point um i every time that i work with a family that has experienced loss not just one loss but sometimes many like years of losses it just breaks my heart it makes me so like i know what it was to lose one pregnancy and at a younger you know like at an earlier part of the pregnancy i can't even imagine having five six losses like back to back it would be just a very draining feeling and i've i've had the honor of working with families like that and it's just they're so resilient they're so strong and just to be able to capture now that they have their baby in their arms and it's just such a oh my god I don't even know how to explain it it's just like a very exciting moment for them and and for me because just to be able to see their happiness their emotions coming through the images is just amazing yeah I was gonna say Um, it must be like healing and therapeutic for them in a way and then you get you get to see that and you get to hear them and talk to them and be a part of their story yeah um I had a client that she had I think it was eight losses in around six years um she she told me on her first email I remember like if it was yesterday her baby's gonna be a year old this coming fall um I remember like if it was yesterday she told me when I told my husband I was gonna reach out to you but I didn't want to jinx it I did I felt that if I wrote to you I was gonna like screw things up and um and then something was gonna happen to the baby um so we we kept in communication for a pretty like a few months i think she was over 25 weeks when she reached out to me so she was still in that you know emotional stage like is this baby gonna be able to get to the finish line right thankfully she did and um i was able to capture her birth and it was just such a gorgeous story and um i remember her birth really really clearly because her like the hospital staff they took their hands off 
and they were like they literally just spread around the room and they let me work they let me capture that moment as soon as the baby was placed on the chest they just left everything alone and then i was able to capture that and then one of the nurses came in and like started checking on the heartbeats of the baby and whatnot but those first few minutes after baby was born it was just for dad and mom to enjoy their little munchkin um so yeah that's just a like a side note <laughs> yeah no i mean I'm, I'm glad that you shared that story because it's yeah, so true it was a beautiful it's so true we don't i feel like a lot of the time we don't talk about loss and or people are hesitant to talk about loss because they don't know what to say but at the yeah. same time, people who have experienced loss, they do. There's a part of them that does want to talk about it because that was their baby, and exactly. like they still matter, even though they're not here. Like they, yeah. that still matters. So, so I'm glad that you brought that up and shared that with us. Yeah, it, um, it's definitely an emotional moment. Um, at this point in my career, I. I was actually talking this on Saturday, Tuesday. I was talking to a mom that I also documented her birth after she had a stillborn baby. And um, I'll share a few pictures um, of the, the images that I got from her. Um, she was asking me, like, have you ever captured a stillborn baby? And I was telling her, I'm like, I've never, I've never had that opportunity. And I honestly don't know how I would manage it. Um, I feel that I would be one of, like, I would be just crying probably in the middle of the whole situation. And, yeah. and she was like, I totally understand. I would probably do the same because it's just, it's just such, you know, such a powerful moment and, and so much loss, so much loss and so much pain. Um, so I haven't had the opportunity, but um, opportunity slash, I don't even know how to address it, but um, I know that I'm, I'm not going to be at my best moment just being a social worker and and a mom having to work with cases yeah because you put yourself in that position automatically that's just part of your nature mm -hmm. um you want to to you know you sympathize right and you you feel those feelings because you put yourself in that position um this is probably a side note but just this morning i was reading a story of a mom that lost her 17 year old and i have an almost 10 year old right yeah. so i automatically imagine if that were to happen to me in seven years like how am i gonna like i got all emotional and i was like oh my god like i can't even think about it and i'm starting to to get my you know when you you feel that you're like you're gonna you cry. get so emotional that you're yeah. gonna cry yeah it yeah. was just reading her story, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. So I had to stop because if not, I was just going to be there. <laughs> Waterfalls. <laughs> crying. Yes, <laughs> crying my life out. Um, yeah. So, of course, yeah, I think I got, we got sidetracked. But oh, <laughs> no. I mean, that just happens in our conversations. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we were oh. talking about how you had called the midwife um, mm -hmm. and then you guys experienced your loss um, but yes. you were getting into talking about your home birth story. 
Yeah, so a month later, we got pregnant again. It was, that one wasn't even planned. That was, the other one was planned. This one was like, oh. Oh, hello. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Already. Like, okay. So, this is our our rainbow baby, our Kai. Um, At that point, we didn't want to learn if if he was a boy or a girl. Um, Because I know all of my family wanted a girl very, very strongly. So, (laughs) we... We decided to not find out um, the gender, and we would call um, the baby Cookie uh, during the whole pregnancy. So my my oldest, who was four at that moment, um, he would call him Cookie, and he would talk to him and whatnot. Um, so we decided to have um, the home birth. Uh, like I said, I was in North Carolina. Um, and one of the first things that I did was that I wanted a birth photographer. Unfortunately due to certain stuff we weren't able to have her there at the birth um but i did give my camera to my brother who was in my home and i was like take pictures (laughs) i remember you you did tell me that i forgot about that okay yeah i told him here you go here's my camera my my little canon rebel (laughs) t3 (laughs) take pictures i don't care if the flash is pointing at me and he agreed and he'd never been in a birth so you can imagine going from what you think is a birth to an actual home birth and it's your sister giving birth in front of you right (laughs) um so yeah so the pregnancy process was great i actually ended up leaving my work um because it was just too high um too demanding and too stressful Mm -hmm. and because I had already lost that pregnancy I was you know kind of hesitant of what it was gonna do so when um when I was around three months I think I they they actually didn't know or I I think I told them after I put my resignation letter um that I was pregnant um so we did our whole prenatal stuff with our midwife, which is which was amazing because um, she had a she had an office in her home, and we would just go to her office, and then some of the appointments she would do in our home, um, and then um, that was amazing because our son was able to participate. He was actually able to check um, the heartbeats of the baby and all of that, which is always super fun to experience i actually don't think i ever took pictures of that but anyways um (laughs) that's where a photographer's mind goes (laughs) yes yes of course um at around 30 36 or 37 weeks my blood pressure started going off the roof and she was like we need to get it under control because if not we're gonna have to transfer you to hospital care and i was you can imagine after you've been like planning this whole home birth um thankfully my blood pressure um she gave me she told me to use some teas um i don't remember what the exact tea is but um we used that and that helped a lot to keep the blood pressure under control and at 39 weeks and one day, my water broke as I was getting up the stairs to go visit her in her office for like the weekly appointments. Yeah. And 
I, and I was like walking and I'm going to be a little bit TMI here. So excuse There's me. There's never too much TMI. <laughs> um, you know, pregnancy, um, you don't have a lot of control over your bladder. So I'm walking up the stairs and I feel this kind of like little gush. And I'm like, did I just pee myself? No, it's a valid and question. This was very uncontrolled. Like this really felt uncontrolled. Like what? Because I was experiencing it most of the pregnancy. So for it to happen, I was like, it, it was probably it. I don't know. So when I get to the office, I told her, I'm like, I don't know if I just peed myself or if my water broke. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like all right let's check and she checked um she checked me and it was the water so she was like are you feeling anything I'm like nope I don't feel anything so we decided that I was gonna go back home and I was gonna wait it um I was gonna wait to see if the contractions would start um it was around 12 p.m on a Monday and actually wait I don't remember now. Yeah, I think it was 12 p.m. on the Monday, and she got to my home on 12 p.m. on Tuesday. Okay. So exactly 24 hours after the um, water broke. And we were in communication. I was like, I'm not feeling anything. She told me to use, like, um, the breast pump to get contractions going. Uh-huh. They would start, but as soon as I would stop with the um, breast pump, it would they would go away um so when she got there she was checking me she was like you look totally fine you don't think I don't think you're in labor at all I'm like I don't feel I'm in labor at all um so we started uh a holistic induction mostly just to avoid ending in the hospital Mm -hmm. for an actual induction like you know right with all this stuff um so we started that and I was still not in labor, not in labor, not in labor. And it was around um, 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. when we started like making a little bit more stronger decisions. Like, okay, what are we going to do? She had, she hadn't checked uh, my cervix at that point, And we made the decision to check because she was telling me that she was pretty sure um, that it wasn't my actual, um, water mm-hmm. that it was just a four bag mm-hmm. that broke that kind of popped and that was what came out because I wasn't like um what do you call it when you keep like leaking water I wasn't leaking water at all yeah um so she checked me and she was like yep I can feel the bulge of water um I'm pretty sure that your water isn't broken I'm gonna recommend that we go to the hospital just so that they check they do like an ultrasound and they check that the water levels are good mm-hmm. and then we can come back home and you I can head back home because you're not gonna go into labor yeah and I'm like all right that's totally fine before we did that um and this is probably something that um some birth workers are not too in favor of she did recommend using castor oil Mm -hmm. um so i did castor oil and i think that was definitely what threw me into labor oh yeah um yeah so um i was starting to feel contractions much more steady but 
I was still able to talk, you know, keep a conversation. I was eating without a problem. Um, and then we decided to go to the hospital. So it was around 8 p.m. when I got into the car. And it was there was something that just kind of clicked. I think the feeling of knowing that I had planned a home birth and I was heading to a hospital mm-hmm. was kind of probably unnerving. I, I honestly don't know, but as soon as I got into the car, the drive was like 15 minutes away and I felt it was like an hour away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I started getting contractions every five minutes, like nonstop, oh, no. just back to back, back to back. I remember I was talking to my mother-in-law on the phone and I would be like give me one second and I was like you know trying to work through the contraction and then I was able to talk back um and then we got to the hospital same thing and but then they started picking up and picking up and picking up and I wasn't able to talk to the people um I was going to the bathroom because I just took castor oil yep (laughs) so that I was like non-stop going to the bathroom um i was rude to the the tech the ultrasound tech and my midwife was like you can't be rude to her i'm like i'm sorry (laughs) i was really rude because she was asking me to be on my back and again both of my labors were back labors and she was expecting me to be for 45 minutes while she did the ultrasound in my back and i was like yeah that's not gonna happen not when you're in labor thankfully no 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 thankfully my midwife was there she advocated for me she was like can we just do the part of the ultrasound where you check that the waters are intact and that the levels are good and they ended up doing that yeah thankfully (laughs) (laughs) um we ended up in the labor and delivery area for I don't know how much time I'll be honest I think it was probably like an hour mm-hmm. uh, at that point sorry uh, at that point I was full into labor I was like just you know in my own little world um, and they were monitoring my blood pressure because of the previous history and it was high I'm not gonna say it was normal it was high but it was um, it wasn't something that was scary for my midwife or anything like that. So thankfully, my midwife, um, she knew a lot of the people in the hospital. And she called the midwife that was on call. And she told her mom wants to go back home to give birth to her baby. Good. Um, Can you discharge her? And she was like, sure. And they discharged me. It was about 11 p.m. when we got back home. So about three hours or two hours after the whole situation started. And I remember I got to my home and I was in full-blown labor every three minutes contractions. I, um, I, the first thing I did was like, I literally got naked in half a second. I was like, I can't do this. I only, I think I only kept like my top part, but I was, I was just so hot and so with so many things going on. Um, but I couldn't move. I could not move. I couldn't move from the area that I was in. So the, the bed, I put a, a, a yoga ball on top of the bed and I would rest on top of it. And the only thing I could do was sway my hips and sway my hips and sway my, that was the only thing I couldn't walk mm-hmm. to anywhere. They would ask me to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I can't, I just can't. Like the contractions <laughs> were like back to back to back. 
Um, and then about two hours later after we got home, I squatted down and had a baby. It was kind of like mind blowing. That is amazing. It, it was I was I honestly my mom was in the house. She didn't wanna she didn't wanna be in the birth. Um she had her own traumatic experiences, but my brother my brother when he noticed that baby was coming out. He went running to the room and said, you need to come now. And when she got into the room, the baby was coming out. Um, That's such a special experience to have your family there for that. Yes, it was amazing. It was definitely amazing. So we had our midwife. The midwife had two assistant midwives who were also doulas. So they helped my husband a lot, uh, a lot in the process. Um, the goal was to have a pool birth or mm-hmm. like a water birth. Yep. But it went so fast that we didn't <laughs> have enough time to set it up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's one of those things that I would was like, we should have set that tub up when we were like 24 <laughs> hours waiting. Right. That would have been like the thought, but we honestly we didn't think the baby was gonna come for a while, so we were kind of just like. Just, yeah <laughs> let's eat some soup let's just enjoy it and then baby was there <laughs> yeah um uh what was i gonna say so my husband i remember that at some point in in the labor process my husband was gonna help the doula set up the 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 tub and i was like no i need you in the back of me because again my back labor it's just horrible yeah so sorry my child is a, <laughs> well, it's probably outside the door yep he is um i lost my track oh no you were just saying that you needed your husband to help you with the back labor instead of setting up the yeah. pool so my one of the doulas gave him like a tennis ball and he was um like rubbing that against my back and then he would um she also gave him like um rice bags oh yeah that were warm and she would and he would put that and i was like no you cannot help them they if they can't figure it out that we're not having a water birth we're just gonna be here because i need you right now in the back of me i need your support there and he stayed there for two hours without moving because i was like you cannot move (laughs) um I think that one of the doulas gave him a break at some point, but, um, but it was, yeah, it was mostly him. Um, and yeah. And then when it was time to push, I, I was feeling, I was feeling that urge to push. And my midwife was like, you cannot push right now. You're still, your cell, your service is still nice and timorous. You still have a little bit of a lip in there. So you need to breathe it out. And I was like, I can't breathe it out. Like I was what is it called um uh when you the fetal uh, the fetal um, ejection reflex is it called like the yes it's full-on strong like baby is like baby is coming my body is pushing it's not even me at this point mm-hmm. it's just that my body is coming and she gave me some strategies to um breathe to kind of hold it together (laughs) so that I wouldn't help my body. Like if my body's going to push, let it push, but don't add into it. Right. So she gave me some strategies, which worked. And then she gave me the go. She was like, okay, now you can push. Now you're good. I remember this is a a lady that's probably in her sixties. She is like 
on the floor because remember i mentioned i squatted down yeah. to give birth yeah so she is like literally on the floor with a lamp on her head like trying to watch baby and after like i didn't notice because she was in the back of me right mm -hmm. but then i see the pictures and i'm like how is she doing this like <laughs> i would have probably been in an emergency room after like doing all those tricks and <laughs> like turning around and trying to pass the baby from under and again this is an almost 60 year old lady like pushing like doing all these acrobatic stuff to be able to attend my birth yeah. it's just amazing mind-blowing for sure well i feel um, like i feel like what you just said is like perfect to segue into the other thing that you wanted to talk about which was why it's so important to document your birth Yep, because you because yeah. you you just said you would not have known that she was doing all of these things had your brother That's not it. taken the camera and taken photos. So Take do you want to pictures? Do you want to chat really, about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's actually one of the things that I always tell to my clients. It's like you're gonna be in the zone. You're gonna be focused on what you're doing. You're gonna be your partner is gonna be focused on you and trying to support you as well. You don't want your partner to be focus on taking pictures mm -hmm. and like you want them to experience as well this situation and there's so many things so many things happening in the background um it could be that you have a family member and you don't see the expressions that they have when baby is born um it could be that you have a doula and you didn't notice at the moment the kind of support that that doula was giving you but when you're able to sit down afterwards it's just amazing. It's just really, really beautiful to witness it. And um, yeah, I I love what I do. I really do. I um, my son is knocking on the door. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I love what I do. Yeah. Um, I love what I do. I really um, enjoy doing birth photography i think it's one of those things that is just super special and super priceless and we honestly don't know the value of it until after you see the images until after you're able to sit down and absorb all of those things that happen and it's like you're reliving that moment um yeah I so can... yeah i think yeah it was just when you yeah. were talking earlier i i forgot that i was also going to say i remember kind of going through the same experience that you did where before I, I don't even know if I was pregnant at that point but when I first started looking at birth photos and watching videos of births and it literally just I could not get over how incredible it was and it made me yeah. have so much appreciation for every single mother in this world who had yeah. had their baby and also seeing so many different variations of birth um, yeah. whether it was in a hospital, whether it was a home birth, whether there was medical intervention, whether it was natural birth, it's yeah. just so, so cool to see all of the differences and see, mm -hmm. to see those moments where baby is born, mom has baby, and then dad gets to have baby in those moments. It's like, there's nothing like it. There's just absolutely mm -hmm. nothing like it. And I was talking to my dad about it. Mind you, my dad is like, complete opposite of me in terms of like <laughs> holistic views and that sort of thing yeah, yeah. and he was like why would you want somebody taking pictures when you're giving a <laughs> birth and I was like dad like you just 
and I was trying to show some to him and he was like, I just, I don't know. I don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> but it's just when you reflect back and you, and you look at it, it's just like you said, you get to relive those moments. Mm-hmm. And one of my, I, that's one of my favorite things about like following you and the fact that you and I connected is that like, I've got to see all of your clients. And then you've also shared like their birth stories in video form and editing videos and it's just so, it's so incredible and so beautiful. And I so admire the work that you do. Oh, thank you. It's, it's hard work. I'll be honest. Yes. It's hard work. Just being on call. Yeah. <laughs> just being on call. It can take a toll, but I do. I love it. I, I wouldn't change it. Um, again, this is my fourth year doing this and it's the best decision I've done in my life. Um, I I've met so many beautiful families. I've captured so many so many beautiful stories. Um, I've been able to do cesarean births that are yeah. equally as beautiful as mm-hmm. a home birth. I've had um, moms that have asked for an epidural, and the birth has been amazing because they've been able to actually embrace that moment and kind of know what's going on. Um, it's just yeah, I've. I have been very honored. I've been very um, just blessed with being able to do this kind of work. Um, I um, I'm still going on strong at it. <laughs> Even COVID nineteen will not take me out. Of no, it. no way. Um, and yeah, I am looking forward to the next couple of years and how the birth photography industry is gonna grow. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful. And when you think about it, it's it's another milestone in your life. You do you do wedding photography, you do your high school pictures, mm-hmm. you do your engagement pictures. Why not take pictures when you meet your baby for the first time? Like mm-hmm. when you get to hold that little thing in your arms, why not? I think that's the most the most um raw part of your life that you're honestly the the emotions are the most raw there's no there's no filter there's no wait i gotta smile here and i gotta like wait let me see my (laughs) my double chin i'm like no (laughs) it's raw it's just about what's going on and and documenting it's definitely more of a documentary feeling as compared to like a a portrait it's not about looking beautiful although i've had clients that they have eyelashes and yeah (laughs) (laughs) and their whole makeup done and they're all nice so um you do whatever i know that i looked like a whole wreck when i (laughs) when i I gave birth i was like (laughs) (laughs) no but i think like what you said it's important it's a milestone and one thing too that i also like to to say to people that like not only are you meeting your baby for the first time but like you're essentially meeting yourself as a mom. So oh, yeah. one of the one of the guests I had on the podcast, she kind of described it as like a metamorphosis. And I feel like that's such a perfect mm-hmm. explanation, explanation or description, I should say, of that moment. Like it's you get to see not only your baby being born, but then you transitioning into this role as a mother. And if you have a partner, you get to see them see their baby for the first time. And mm-hmm. it's just it's pure magic. It's a, it's a whole new transition 
from being a couple to being a family yeah it's a whole other it's a whole other it's like going <laughs> from level zero to level 100 right <laughs> it changes everything and i think um a lot of families a lot of um uh parents don't see it until after they have their baby they're Agreed. like oh yeah this just got real <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay this is what we're gonna be experiencing for the rest of our life <laughs> yeah it's just um yeah it's 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 definitely a new a new life role a new a new stage in our life as moms and again it really deserves to be documented it, birth photography is very new mm-hmm. but it's um I'm, I'm one that i'm like investing in doing marketing and putting it out there to anybody that might have might be having a baby and they might not even know they're like oh what is this let me check and and they like it and i've had people that hire me like that oh i saw your ad i never thought about that i never imagined that there was photographers when the baby was born. i'm like yep there this is me hello I'm one of them. <laughs> so yeah um, i was gonna i was gonna ask so would that be because we're wrapping up this episode so i generally always ask guests to share some final words with us before they go. So would that be what your final words would be for everybody? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think, you know what? I One of the, the things that I always tell my clients is that um, it's a huge investment. It's probably a huge investment, but it, it really is invaluable. It's a, it's a moment in your life, like I said, that you don't know that you're gonna love so much until after you see the image after you see the the story um yeah um think about it i think that's the the biggest thing that i would say is like think about it think about um how your kids are going to enjoy those images when they are older. Cause I, I'm telling you from my own experience, my kids are now four and nine and my four year old still loves not even just the birth images, but the maternity pictures. And when he was a baby, when he was a newborn, he's like, Oh, that's me. And he's like looking at himself. (laughs) So just to be able to see that now, four years later, it's just amazing to be able to witness that. So if, if, if you don't want to see it as a gift for yourself, see it as a gift for your child yeah. when they get old. Um, that's like the biggest, the biggest advice that I would have or the biggest saying that I would have. Yeah. Well, I so, so appreciate you coming on today and sharing both oh. of your birth stories and your experiences <laughs> as a birth photographer and as a mother And it's just, I feel like everything that we chatted about is so important and so many people are going to benefit from that. So thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with me. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was so cool to be here. Yeah. And thank you for giving me this first experience. I was going to say for a first timer, you did pretty amazing. I babble. I babble a lot. (laughs) That's okay. Blah, we, blah, 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 blah. we both we both do, but that's that's just how we are. It's fine. I love it. We're very passionate about birth. I could talk for hours. We could come back on and talk about it more. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> well, thank you so much, listeners, for joining us today. Shirley and I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Balance Birth and Beyond podcast. We are going to be including all of Shirley's information in the show notes so you can check out some of her incredible work. Um, And we hope that you guys will give us a little bit of feedback and join us again next week. 
We will talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. <laughs>